Good morning, everyone. Welcome to church. Let's stand together and worship. next to you say hello everyone good have a good weekend so far well hey you know as we continue to worship 
we've done this next song quite a few times, um, but this is what I love about it. It's King of My Heart. And we think about that, you know, there's so many things that vie to be on the throne of our hearts and on the throne of our lives. And if anything but Jesus is on the throne of our hearts, our lives are gonna be in chaos. It might feel like it is going in the right direction or going well momentarily, but eventually we're gonna hit something and it's all just gonna crumble. But when God's on the throne of our hearts, all the chaos can be happening around us, but we can still have that peace. We can still have that stability because he's our firm foundation. And so let's just start to just really allow God to speak to our hearts. Let's just be open and let's just really reflect, is God on the throne of my heart? Is he the king of my heart? Is he the king of my life? And, and if he isn't, take this time to, to just lay those things at his feet and just say, God, I, I wanna put you first. I, I want you to be where all of my worship, where all of my devotion goes. And so as we sing this out, let's just let those words just truly resonate. And let's just really make sure that we are worshiping God above all else. Amen.
together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for that promise that you give us. We know, Lord, that you cannot go back on your word. And you said, if, you're, if your promise is that you're never gonna let us down, Lord, then we can count on that. We can count on the fact that you're holding on to us no matter what's going on in our lives. And so, Father, I pray that this time that we have together to hear your word, to sing your praise, will be a time that our hearts are free and that we can focus in on you and hear your voice. And Lord, that when we leave this place, we'll know that we're changed because we've met with you. Thank you for each person here, for each person online, for those gathered around this building, all around our community, Lord, that's lifting up the name of Jesus. And so we give you all the glory and all the praise today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks. You can be seated. Watch this. Hey, guys, have you ever felt powerless? I have. I was at a point in my life at the bottom of my barrel where I just felt like I couldn't overcome that one thing that was holding me back. Have you ever felt like that? If you think you might, come check us out. Celebrate Recovery Thursday nights at 7 p.m. right here at Salem Fields. so honored to have Celebrate Recover here. If you don't know about it, find out more about it. Go out into the lobby and ask somebody out there at one of those uh, little tables and they'll be able to direct you where you need to go. Well, we are um, happy to praise the Lord today, right? Okay, so you can take out your phones, check into Facebook. That'd be a great thing to do. Also, if you're a first time guest with us today, we would just hope that you experience the presence of the Lord. Nothing is expected out of you. You just sit back, check it all out. At least give Salem Fields a couple of times. Uh, you never quite know the first time if this is really uh, what's going on. So check it out for a couple of weeks. And uh, also we're gonna take our tithes and offering in just a few moments at the next song. And this is a way that we give back to the Lord. It's actually, uh, he calls us to give 10% of our income. If, he, if we give him the first of everything that we have, then he, we have his promise that he'll take care of every need that we have. And I'm a living testimony of that because a long time ago, Buddy and I decided to give him the first of everything that comes in. And uh, we've never had to beg for bread or uh, we've always had shelter and, and clothing. And that's what he promises that he'll provide for us. And so he's a good God, right? There's a connection card in your program. If you would fill that out, update that with any information that we need. And uh, also, um, if you're a first time guest, just go out to, oh, I didn't say this, go out. We've got a little gift for you as a first time gift, uh, guest. And uh, <laughs> my head is foggy today. It kind of goes along with what's going on outside. I don't know, I had a late night last night and this morning, I'm not used to that, you know. <laughs> But anyway, here I am and you get me good, bad, and ugly, right? <laughs> good. All right. Well, we've got trunk and treat coming up. And two things I want to emphasize is still need lots and lots of candy. If you'll bring that, anybody notice the cat's gone? Out with the cat, in with the pumpkins. Did you see that out there? You didn't even notice, did you? You did? You did? All right, say goodbye to the cat, say hello to the pumpkins, and put candy in there. The second thing is we need people that will do trunks at Trunk and Treat. That means that you pull your car up there, and you open your trunk up, and you dress up, and uh, as people come by, they get the candy out from there. And so that's, uh, if you'll do that, make sure that you sign up for that. You can do that on your connection card, or you can go out to uh, Michelle's out there, or Children's Ministry, and 
uh, they will give you more information on what you need to do with that. We've got our fall revival coming up in just a couple of weeks. Lane Loman's gonna be back here. How many people remember Lane Loman? Yeah, that, so he'll kick it off on the weekend and then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of that following week, we'll meet here. Make sure you mark this on your calendar and just put everything else aside because it's a time where we can renew our spirits and grow deeper in the Lord. And uh, it's always a good time. We've got dinner here, free dinner at 6.15. And uh, after dinner, then we kick into uh, uh, worship and, and uh, we can grow and it's a, it's a great time together. One more thing, Family Campfire is coming up. It's always fun to get your clothes all smelling like smoke, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, so Family Campfire is always fun. There's gonna be glow sticks and s'mores and what more can you ask for? So uh, look at the time and date for that. And uh, you don't even have to bring your family. You can come alone and enjoy that campfire. So it's for everybody there. All right, Rich, tell us more. Start a brand new series today called The Best Days of Your Life. Pastor Buddy has an amazing word, but what is even cooler about this series is that we actually have a church-wide small group curriculum that goes with that. And so that means we're going to be hearing a message on the weekend, but also during the week in small groups, we're going to go further into the material uh, within small groups. So if you are not in a small group, please come see me out at the small groups table when you leave here. I will get you all signed up after service. We really want to encourage everyone, get connected. You get to meet people within the church. Then you also just get to go further uh, into the word and into your relationship with Jesus. And so we really want to help you to do that. So come see me at the table as you guys leave. So we're going to continue to worship with our tithes and offerings in this song. As a boy under the stars, wonder who you are and who I was. I didn't know much, but I knew love was at the center, holding it all together. Filled with the wonder that was always with me, I chased it so fast as my bike would take it with my friends. The first time I fell in love, oh, what a girl. Feel the world tremble Oh, beneath us With my first kiss Aim to make your mind But I miss Oh, but if my heart hadn't broken in two Never would have run to you Well, you loved me In my brokenness And I found I was never alone Never Like spring, but in a little while There were little people Neath our feet It was a full-time job to make ends meet It was good, but we got so tired Walking on a high wire Through the fire Trying to hold it together for better or worse Even when it hurt When in my broken 
discovered how good your grace is as you picked up the pieces. Thank you, Jesus. Making me all see you. <laughs> Everything all right out there? Fall is here finally, I think. Yeah, it's a good deal. Glad y'all are here today. We got a mission team. Team, did you say that? Did we have a mission team in Guatemala today? And uh, so keep them in your minds and your thoughts and prayers this week as they're there. And um, we're assuming they arrived okay. Anybody heard that? They have arrived okay? They have arrived okay. That's good. I um, wasn't sure last night. Well, we're glad you're here. If you're a guest today, we're really glad you're here. But we begin, uh, I want to begin today with the words of Mark Twain, who said, There are two great days in a person's life the day you're you born 
and the day you discover why. Now, I agree with that statement and uh, that Mark Twain, the day we were born and the day we discover our purpose are great days, but so is the day we were reborn. The day we surrender fully to God and the day we die. I, I must admit, though, that day one is a little easier than all the others. We're starting our new series today, The Best Days of Our Lives. You know, you, know, you talk to people and you say, well, what's the best day of your life? And people say, well, it was the day that my children were born. It was the day I got married. It was the day I got a promotion. It was the day I got that job. It was the day I graduated from college or high school. And uh, I, I think that, that they are uh, good days and maybe happy days. But I, I think spiritually speaking, there are better days in your life and, uh, than uh, those days. The best days of our lives. That was uh, the day we were born is one of the best days of our lives. Uh, it was a date and time, and it was the best day of your life. And I hope by the end of this service that you will understand how fully uh, that statement is, that it was the best day of your life. You know, the, the day we were born was a, a date and time, and it was the best day of your life. Anybody have a birthday today? No, nope, no birthdays today. I got to tell you something really exciting. Last night we had a lady here. And she said the only time that she can come to church is on Saturday night. This is the first time she'd been here in years and years and years and years, and it was her birthday. But not only that, she gave her life to Jesus Christ last night. And so that was an awesome, awesome experience. And that's why we exist, to share real hope. And so if you'll continue to invite your friends, we'll continue to share real hope. Next week, our message is going to be on the best day of your life is the day you were reborn. And if you've got a friend that doesn't know Christ, I'm going to do my best to share a message that will help them come to know Jesus Christ. But the day we were born is a date. It's like November 12th or October 16th or March 15th or January 14th or December 19th or January 25th. They're all important days of my life because that's the dates of my family and their birthdays. And so uh, it's the day you celebrate every year. It's the date. When you, first made, when you made your first public appearance, and it's the best day of your life. My first public appearance was on April 20th, 1954 at Rockingham Memorial Hospital in Harrisonburg, Virginia, which means I have slept for 7,847 days or 21 years. My next birthday is 199 days away. I've been alive 565,008 hours. I was born on a Tuesday. Uh, I'm also uh, 33,900,480 minutes old, and my next birthday is on Sunday. That was the, I am old. The, <laughs> that's the best, the best day of my life. Watch this. It may be that you get a picture of the best day of your life. Something, I'm frosty out here. Oh, 
Hey, no, don't do that. Hey, don't do that. Don't, 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 get out of my... Oh, oh, where are we going now? Hey, don't drop me. Oh, 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 very nice. Lady, I don't know about you, but I'm beat. So you're the one that's been kicking me. Well, you were the one that ate all that spicy food. This has got to be the weirdest thing that has ever happened to me. Well, so far. So if we would remember that, probably wouldn't be the best day of our lives. You know, I think of our grandson, Christian, who he would tell us when he was about three years old, he said, I remember when I was in heaven. I'd say, okay, we'll just go with that. And, uh, but anyway, without our birth, there would be no first word day. There would be no first step day. There'd be no first day of school. There'd be no first kiss day. There'd be no graduation day. There'd be no first job day, no retirement party day, and there'd be no funeral day if you weren't born. You must be before you can do. You must be before you can do. You see, the day you, you are born kickstarts what happens the rest of your life. Someone said, our birth is the beautiful mystery that lies at the heart of our very existence. At the heart of your life and mine, God made us to be blessed and to be happy. And we are born with a desire for happiness written in our hearts, a desire that only God can satisfy. So today I want to talk to you about a few biblical facts on why our birth is one of the best days of our lives. Uh, I, you know, I kind of think this is a very simple message, yet it's a profound message based on the Word of God, mostly from Psalms 139, and it's a great chapter David wrote in the uh, you know, I remember back in my early days and really struggling with who I am and what was going on in my life. And I was uh, on a mission trip in Dominican Republic and, and uh, I got sent to my room to study that passage of Scripture. So today, uh, I want to talk to you about why your birth is really the best day of your life. The first reason our birth is the best day of our lives is because God planned our birth. He planned it. Look at Isaiah. It says, I am your creator. This is God. I am your creator. You were in my care even before you were born. Now, you are not an accident. You know, some people say, well, uh, my parents say I'm an accident. Well, you're not an accident. Your birth was not a mistake and your life is no fluke of nature. You see, you may not have been in your parents' plans, but you were in God's plans. Long before the foundations of the earth, God had you on his mind. You see, God was not at all surprised when you were born. Long before you were conceived by your parents, you were conceived in the mind of God. Job says, you guided my conception and you formed me in the womb. It's not a fate that you're born. It's not by chance or luck or coincidence that you're sitting here today, uh, this very moment. You're here uh, today because God planned your birth. You're alive because God wanted to create you. Therefore, your birth is the best day of your life because God planned it all. Not only did God plan our birth, but he made you complex. He made you complex. Look at the person next to you and say, man, you sure are a complex person. <laughs> Be careful there. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
You may not believe the person next to you, but if you believe the Bible, it says this. David says, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You see, King David pointed out that God arranged every single detail of our bodies. God chose your race. He chose the color of your skin. He chose our hair. In fact, the Bible says he has the number of hairs on our head numbered. He also chose our teeth, and he chose our, uh, every other feature. You know, my teeth was one of the things I had to come to grips with, that that's how God created me. I got these buck teeth, and my name is Herman. And so people in school would call me Herman the Monster. And I had to come to grips with that later in my life. And decide, you know what, God gave me these teeth, I've got them, and so I'll be satisfied with them. He even chose your birth weight and your height. Now believe it or not, my mom says I weighed less than five pounds when I was born. I've shot up since then. <laughs> she must not have ate cheeseburgers and french fries uh, when I was in the womb. But she said she could carry me around on a pillow, and God chose my weight. Now take your heart, for example. Your heart actually is a muscular pump forcing blood through thousands of miles of blood vessels. Blood carries food and oxygen to every part of the body. Now listen to this, the heart pumps an average of 1.5 gallons of blood every minute. And in one day, enough blood is pumped by your heart to fill more than 40, 50 gallon drums. Now that's a lot of blood. Not only is your heart complex, Take a look at your brain, or think about your brain, it's hard to look at. The brain is the center of a complex computer system more dynamic than any computer Apple has ever built. You see, the body computer system commutes and sends throughout the body billions of bits of information, information that controls every action in your body, right down to the flicker of an eyelid. Now, Howard, y'all know Howard, he limps around here. Howard has a, he has a very bad back. He fell off the back of a truck, landed on one of those uh, hitch balls a long, long time ago, really messed his back up. He was in the hospital and the doctors, you know, had him flat on his back and he decided he was going home. So he got a cab, went home from Northern Virginia. Anyway, he's got a bad back and a bad brain. And uh, <laughs> he knows I love him, I'm kidding with him. But this is not a joke. The doctors recently planted an electronic thing in his back for pain that every time, he, and it's attached to something in his brain, and every time he gets a flicker of pain, it transmits pleasure to his head. Wow. He says it's made a remarkable difference in the pain that he has. And so every time Howard gets a pain, he goes, oh. <laughs> I don't know what he does. I just, <laughs> I just said that. Uh, we'll talk about Howard. Uh, the body's computer system computes and sends throughout the body billions of bits of information. Information, like I said, that controls every action. In most computer systems, the information is carried by wires and electronic parts. In the body, nerves uh, are the wires that carry information back and forth from the central nervous system. And, and just one brain, there's probably more wiring and more electrical circuits than in all computer systems in all the world put together. Now you say, buddy, you're pretty smart now. Dr. Uh, Werner Gitt from the book Information, the Third Fundamental Quality. Your body is a complex thing. It is custom built by God. You know, I, I, uh, I bought this uh, 
Well, me and the bank bought this 1976 brand new uh, Spirit of America Nova, red, uh, Nova, Chevy Nova, red, white, and blue. That's how I won Gay over uh, is, <laughs> is she got my car and she decided that she was going to keep the car. She had, I went with the car. Uh, <laughs> and so she's been stuck with me since. And I've been trying to keep her driving good cars ever since. <laughs> so she stayed with me. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> The point is, when you'd open that door, there was a little thing, I don't know if they still do this, but it says, uh, built by General Motors. And you and I are built by God. Our bodies was created and built by God, not by General Motors. Not only that, but God determined your talents, your abilities, and that quirky personality that you have. And all of us have something that's quirky about us. We are a special creation of God. We are... God's masterpiece. We are his workmanship. We are the crown of creation created in the image of God. Think about that. We are, God created us, he planned us, and he created us in his image. Not only are we complex, but the Bible says that God knows everything about us. Ooh, he knows everything about us. He knows what you're thinking about right now. A little scary, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, the Bible says, you know me inside and out. You know every bone in our body. You know exactly how I was made bit by bit, how I was sculpted, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. I don't know how to, Anyway, I thought I was lost, but I am a little bit. But, but how does that make you feel? That God knows everything about you, everything, right down to the very, every detail. Kind of makes me think before I act. But God knows everything about us. Another reason our birth is one of the best days of our lives is that God planned the days of your life in advance. Every day was planned in advance. He decided when you would be born and how long you would live and everything, every day in between. The day you're born, the day you die, and every day in between. Now some people don't believe that. But I believe because the Bible says it. He chose the exact time of our birth and death. The Bible says you saw me before I was born and scheduled each day of my life before I began to breathe. Think about that. Before you took your first breath, God had every day planned for your life. Every day planned for your life. Every day was recorded in his book. Think about that. You were born at exactly the right time. If you had been born two months earlier or two months later, you wouldn't be who you are. You'd probably be, you would be somebody else. You were born at the exact time that God chose for you to be born. If you were born a month early, that's the time God chose for you to be born. If you were two weeks late, that's when God chose for you to be born. You know, you talk to children sometime and, and they're not so happy about their birthday and because you might ask them a lot of times, you, you might ask them what their age is and sometimes they want to be a different age. You ask a seven-year-old girl, how old are you? And many times they will say, I'm going to be eight. I'm going to be eight. They're seven, but they can't wait to be eight. I'm 13. I'm going to be 13, or I'm going to be 18. But you know, you, now, you ask a 39-year-old lady, and they never say that. And some men the same. Rule number one, you never ask a lady how old she is. I did that one time. No, a lady asked me to guess her age one time. I was way off. <laughs> and uh, she let me know that. But, you know, you ask a lady, she never says, I'm going to be 40. You know, has there ever been a time in your life that you wish that you were born 
on a different time, different date? If so, remember, you were born according to God's timing, at just the right time, according to God's plan. And that means He planned you and me to be here today. You're here today. You're watching online today, worshiping online with us today, because God planned this day you would be here. So there's somebody here today that needed this message because He planned this message a long time ago just because you're here today. Now that's how much I believe about God. Every one of us were created by God for God. We were created by God for God. You see, the Bible says that God created us to be in relationship with us. And not only did God plan when you were born every day there and every day after, He also planned where we'd be born and where we'd live for, the, for His purpose. Your race, your nationality are not an accident. God left no detail about our lives for chance. He planned it all. And he has a purpose for that. He planned uh, for me to be born in Harrisonburg, Virginia, 64 and a half years ago, and to live in uh, Fredericksburg for the last 23 and a half years. And we're here on purpose. God had a purpose for us being here. The Bible says, from one man he made every nation, and he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. Nothing in our lives are random. It's all for God's purpose. Most amazing, God decided how you would be born. He decided how you'd be born. Regardless of the circumstances of your birth, regardless of who your parents are, God had a plan in creating you. Whether you were born with two parents or you were born by one parent. It doesn't matter where whether your parents were good parents, bad parents, or indifferent parents. God knew those two individuals. And God knew that, that they possessed the exact genetic makeup to create the person that you are. You see, they had DNA that God wanted to make you with. You see, while they're illegitimate parents, there are no illegitimate children. Children are a gift from God. If you have a child today, you have been gifted and blessed by God. Every child is a gift from God. Many children are unplanned by their parents, but they are not unplanned by God. God's purpose for your birth, He took into account sin, and God never does anything accidentally and never makes mistakes. He has a reason for everything He creates. He also, it was also the best day of your life because of His love for you. The Bible says, long before He laid down earth's foundations, He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of His love. Now, God was thinking of you before He made the world. I mean, long before he laid down the earth's foundation, he had you on his mind, John. Long before, Josh, he had you on your mind. Long before he laid down the foundations of the earth, he had you on his mind. Had settled on us as the focus of his love. You see, God was thinking of you before he even made the world. We are the focus of His love and the most valuable of all of His creation. The Bible says God decided to give life through the word of truth so we might be the most important of all things He made. It's not your dog. It's you. You're the most important thing that God, creation that God created was you. This is how much God loves us. This is how much God values us. You see, God is not haphazard. God doesn't just, He planned it all with great care. Another reason why your birth is the best day of your life is because God created the universe for you. Now, this is a new thought for me. 
I read this in Rick Warren's book. I read where the uh, physics, the biologists, and other scientists, as they learn about the universe, the universe, the better they understand how it's uniquely suited for our existence, custom made with the exact specifications that make human life possible. When God created the universe thousands of years ago, He made it for you and me. The Bible says God formed the earth. He did not create it to be empty, but, in, but formed it to be inhabited. Why did God do all that? Why did He bother to go to all the trouble of creating a universe for us? Because He is a God of love. You see, this kind of love is difficult to come to grips with in our culture today. But it's fundamentally the truth. You and I are created as a special object of God's love. Finally, God created you and I so He could love us. He created us so He could love us. If, you build our, if we build our lives on this truth, we'll discover that the day you made your first public appearance was the best day of your life. The Bible says in John 1, that God, 1 John, that God is love. It doesn't say that God has love. It says He is love. So the essence of God's character is love. God experienced perfect love. You say, well, you know, uh, God must have been uh, pretty hard up if he, if he created me to love me because many of us are here today and we don't feel loved. We feel unlovable. But God created you to love you. He created us to be in fellowship with us. And because of sin, that fellowship was broken. And that's why we needed His Son, Jesus Christ, to restore that broken relationship that we have because we have sinned. The Bible says we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God, but because of God's great mercy. He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God continues to want to be in fellowship with us. And He created us to love us, He created us to be in fellowship with us, and He didn't create us because He was lonely. He created us because He wanted to love us. You see, God experienced love in the fellowship of the Trinity. And so He didn't create us because He was lonely. But He created us in order to express His love. Job 10.10 says, You gave me life and showed me your unfailing love. Every child is born from the beginning of time uh, to the end is born from the loving thought of a heaven, our Heavenly Father. He looks at each of us as one of His own. He looks at you as a man and He said, You are my beloved son. And He looks at you as a woman and says, You are my beloved daughter. Gay talked last week in her message about how when Jesus came up out of the water from His baptism, God said, This is my son who I'm well pleased with. And I'm saying to you today that God created you and He is well pleased with you. This is my son, I am well pleased with him. This is my daughter, I am well pleased with her. You are a beloved son, a beloved daughter, and God is well pleased. God says, I have carried you since you were born. I have taken care of you from birth. Even when you're old, I will be the same. So not only did God take care of us from the time that we were conceived in our mother's womb, I mean, I gotta say this, this makes this, this message makes it hard for me to fathom that, that God is not, doesn't, is hurt by abortion because He took time to create that child and knit us together in our mother's womb. 
Even when you're old, God says, I'll be the same. Even when your hair has turned gray, I will take care of you. I made you and I will take care of you. And God made that promise to each of us today that he wants to take care of us as well as he took care of us in our mother's womb. If God was not involved in our lives since conception, we would all be accidents. Think of the result of an astronomical random chance of the universe that you would just be born on the time that you were born. But there's a God who made us for a reason. And each of us, our lives has profound meaning. Even if it's hard for us to accept and believe, your life counts. Our lives matter. God created you, and since God created us, we have profound meaning. We have a place in this world that God designed for us. You see, but there is a God who made us for a reason, and you have profound meaning. Therefore, at your next birthday party, remember the day you were born was the best day of your life. Not only celebrate your birthday, but celebrate the fact that God planned your life. And he is still involved in your life today. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for these moments that we've had together today. We thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Father, that you took uh, extra special care to create us, Lord. You knit us together in our mother's womb, God. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, you had your eye on us. You had your mind on us before the foundations of the earth. God, we thank you today that you have planned this day for us to be together in this place or worshiping online. God, you had this day planned for us. And Lord, I believe there's someone here today that just needed to know that God loves them and that they're not an accident. And God, that they're not a mistake, that we are somebody. Because God, I believe that you do not create nobodies. God, we are somebody because of the care and love that you have taken for us to be born. And so I praise you for that, Lord. And I thank you for that, even in my own life, God. And I pray today, Lord, if there be someone here today that has never, never accepted you as their Savior. Lord, if they've never uh, asked you to forgive them of their sins, that this day would be the day that they decide to make that decision for you. And so maybe you're here this morning and you would say, you know what, I have never accepted Jesus Christ. I've never asked him to forgive me of my sins. I have, I'm living in broken fellowship with God. You know, the Bible says we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And we're living in broken relationship with him. And today you want to be reconciled with God so that you can be in fellowship with him. What that means is that you can talk to him and he will talk to you and God will guide us and watch over us, protect us, comfort us, counsel us. And if you don't have a relationship with Christ or maybe one day you walked away from God and you want to just come back to him today, would you pray this prayer with me if that's you today? With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, no one looking around just for a moment. You would say, I would like for you to pray this prayer with me. You can repeat it after me. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You just pray with me. Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on a cross for my sins. Maybe you've not come to that point where you understand that yet today, and maybe you just need to accept that by faith. 
Jesus, I believe you died on a cross for my sins. And today I confess, Jesus, my sins. I repent. Jesus, I invite you into my life to be my Savior. If you prayed that prayer this morning, if you're online, just pray this. Jesus, I thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for me. Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. Now, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, no one looking around, I'm going to look around, so I'll know if you're looking around, which I don't matter a whole lot, but I just want everybody to feel comfortable and safe. If you prayed that prayer today and you received Jesus Christ as your Savior with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, will you just slip up your hand? Anybody like that today? Yes, I see your hand. Yes, I see your hand. God bless you. Yes. Anyone else? Yes, I see your hand, sir. Thank you. Anyone else? Just slip up your hand and put it right back down. Yes, I prayed that prayer. Now what I want you to do is after this service, I'd like for you to come up front. And I'd like just to talk to you just one minute. I'll be up here. You can wait till everybody clears out or you can come right up. I'd just like to talk to you a moment and assure you that God heard your prayer. It won't take but a minute. I won't embarrass you. And uh, it's just a public confession that you believe Jesus died on a cross for you. Father, thank you for all those who raised their hand this morning. We love you, we celebrate you, and we thank you for your good love for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's all stand and worship together. And after that's the song, if you've raised your hand, I'd love for you to come up front. Thank you very much. Nothing compares to your 
something at my house. so much for being here. If you accepted Christ today as your Lord and Savior, please come see Pastor Buddy at the front of the stage. Uh, go visit the Trunk and Tree table, get signed up, bring that candy in, and then also if you are in a small group, visit me at the table. We love you guys. See you back here next weekend.